The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. 15 minutes or thereabouts, John Shipley uh, from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. We'll do the Twins, the Vikings, and the Minnesota Wild who stay alive. They force Game 6 uh, coming up tomorrow night. And then Blair Kirkhoff. We'll head to Kansas City, catch up on the Chiefs. Is Julio Jones an option in Kansas City? Boy, I hope not. <laughs> and I think I speak for all teams, uh, the other fans of the other three teams that reside in the AFC West. That's all Patrick Mahomes needs, right, is a weapon like that. So uh, we talked uh, in the first uh, part of the show about Kenny Mayne and uh, of all the remarkable stuff that happened in sports yesterday. Um, <laughs> the Tom Amansky video with Fred McGriff that Fred McGriff had never seen the video before. And uh, that was part of Kenny Maine's farewell on Sports Center. So we thought we'd, you know, take some time and, and think back to. I don't think that the anchors of Sports Center today are revered's not the right word. Mm-hmm. Uh, held the place in our sports landscape, sports fabric, like they once did. Is that fair? Oh, no doubt. It's because there's so many. Well, not only that, but we changed the way that we view it. Yes. You've told me before. You rarely watch Sports I Center. I hardly do. I watched Sports Center at minimum two hours a day growing up. Mm-hmm. At minimum. Mm-hmm. And probably more than that. It's probably, I would say, on average three hours a day. Right. I would have Sports Center on in high school, in middle school. That's how important it was today. I still really enjoy Scott Van Pelt. He's and terrific. At, he might be at the top of my all time list. The way that he has reinvented that show. Uh huh. He's brought kind of his radio element, which he was so talented at. Right. And him he's and, so, well, he's, he always has people. Yeah, but. he's got Stanford Steve right, there. Right. And they do some of their fun stuff mm-hmm. together, but it's him. And mm-hmm. his radio show was outstanding. Yep. Him and Ryan Rossillo, yep. for my money, was as good as it was on a national scale for radio, sports radio. He, he did it that well. And he's kind of morphed. He's taken Sports Center and the highlights and, and what you need today, the questions that are asked, and when there is disagreements. It's not bringing in Sean Salisbury to make fun of John Clayton. Right, that was bad. And the beginning of, well, the era that we live in today, uh-huh. what is two guys yelling at each other right. about why they're wrong. I don't like that style. Uh-huh. I know it's a style that works for a lot of people. It doesn't, doesn't like it used to. No, no. And thankfully, it feels like it's coming back the other side of what it was Since once. I had a career of doing that. Yeah, yeah. That's You take one side, uh-huh. I take the other. Even if you don't believe it, Act like you believe it, right? Yeah, I don't think we ever did that. But but that's the point being you're you're 100. You right. got to have somebody with the screw loose though too. Yeah, that that's true. To so make that um, work. yeah, I'm right. I I'm, I agree with you. I think Scott Van Pelt is uh, right right now clearly, but they don't have they don't resonate like they once mm-hmm. did, right? Like I mean Patrick and even Chris Berman, uh, Charlie. St- You've got to find Charlie Steiner. Well, I found a child Charlie Steiner clip. It's basically. A bunch of different clips of him just starting laughing. Oh, but the one there's one that he he can't even get a word out. I think it was when they played Carl Lewis's anthem. Remember when he sang the yes. national anthem? Yep. And as bad as I mean, as bad as national anthem rendition you're ever going to hear. And I think Steiner played that on Sports Center, and he couldn't get through it. Yeah, I believe this is. If I have this queued up correctly, here is Charlie Steiner now calls Dodger games. Yep. 
Back then, Sports Center anchor, early 90s. Here's Charlie Steiner. Ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem. Oh, say can you see And the rockets Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Written by Francis Scott off-key. What a line. Oh, my God. That's, that's, that's priceless. Play that again. I just... Charlie Steiner, who at the time... So who... It was Berman, mm-hmm. Tom Meese, who drowned in his swimming pool. Yes. Bob Lee. Bob Lee and Steiner... That was the six o'clock crew. That was the main crew of but those. Would early you say those hours. were the big four? I mean, I don't know if Steiner belongs on that list. It was, as you mentioned, the three that preceded the Bob Lee, who you know, up until a couple of years ago, Chris Berman just resigned with the network, and Tommy's. I think those were the originals. If you, they were there early, yes, right, yeah. Right. Play Charlie Steiner once more. It's so good, so so good. And the Rockets. Written by Francis Scott off key. I'd never heard the uh, his co-host just can't laugh. Yeah. yeah, he can't pull it together. Oh man, yeah. those are great. So my favorite of all times, my favorite Sports Center anchor, and he wasn't there a long time, mm-hmm. and he worked with Dan Patrick, who was there a long time and was really really good. Was Craig Kilborn? Mine too. What is it really? I have my list here. I had 11 people listed that are my, I I couldn't do 10. John Anderson, probably the most recent. Yep, yep, he's good. Along with Van Pelt. Brian Kenny, who morphed into more of a a baseball guy, had the boxing angle. He's on MLB Network now, at least he was. Charlie Steiner's on there. Uh, Keith Oberman and Dan Patrick. The big show together Mm -hmm. was, to me, the gold Mm -hmm. standard. Kenny Mayne is on my list. Mm -hmm, Me too. Linda Cohn. What a career. Yes. What a career. So I heard Linda Cohn. So when the Jets are in the playoffs, I drive in my morning drive. I usually listen to music, but I listen to the NHL network yeah. when I'm driving in, in case they talk about my team. Right. right absolutely. <laughs> and Linda Cohn's on there a lot. Yes. She loves the Rangers, right? Loves the Rangers and the Islanders. Uh, but um, yes, to your point, Linda Cohn, what a career. I heard an interview with her years ago, and she said... Uh, I've been told by many men, I fall asleep with you and I wake up with you every single morning. <laughs> because she did those overnights. Yes, I mean, a lot. Basically, all through the 90s, it mm-hmm. felt like every single 1 a.m. sports center she would be on. And then they do the replay in the morning. And mm-hmm. same thing, get ready in the morning, you flip it on. Anything that you missed from the night before, Trent, that's how you picked when, up. When I when we started, when I Sport Talk Radio started, we didn't have computers, right? right. Yeah. So my morning was, because I was doing morning drive, I would wake up every day at 3 o'clock. And the first three a.m. And the first thing I would do is I would watch Sports Center, which was replaying from three until four. So start to finish, you got that three to four, right? And then wait for the newspaper to come to my front door and mm-hmm. hope that it's going to be there on time Jeez. because that's all we had. Mm-hmm. There's no Google. There's, there's no Google. Yeah. <laughs> there's no s- multiple screens in front of you now. It was the newspaper, and it was watch Sports Center and write down stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, Linda Cohn was on a lot. To your point. Kilborn is at the top for me, mm-hmm. and Stuart Scott, certainly oh, in yeah. the top ten. Yeah, 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 God yeah. had put them in there, mm-hmm. and the way that he took, I think, catchphrases to another level, and brought some more color, some passion, some different, the booyah. It just, yeah. the way that he did Wasn't that. Wasn't the other side of the pillow? Cool as yes. the other side of the pillow? Because 
with Oberman, with Dan Patrick, with that gold standard for me, it was also, and Kilborn too, we're a little too cool for this. We're, we're doing yeah. this, but we're kind of doing you a favor. That wasn't Stuart Scott. You could tell he right. loved being there. He loved bringing those And who was his highlights. partner, John Anderson? That was a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, that was a crew for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And probably three, four years those guys were together. But Stu Scott, that's my top 11. Anderson, Brian Kenny, Charlie Steiner, Scott Van Pelt, Keith Oberman, Stu Scott, Craig Kilborn, Linda Cohn, Kenny Main, Dan Patrick, Bob Lee. So you know who you're missing. And maybe you're not missing him, but you know who you didn't mention. Boomer. Yeah. The guy that's as associated with ESPN and SportsCenter as anybody. He's NFL primetime to me. Yeah, I'm with you. That he was mm-hmm. SportsCenter, right? He Sunday was, night SportsCenter. Yes. As primetime kind of morphed into mm-hmm. its own entity. Mm-hmm. But those Sunday nights and him doing golf, he was really good at golf highlights. That That's something I think most people, especially younger people, just think of him as NFL, and I kind of fall in that category at times. Right, right. But there's lots of – the home run derby, yeah. he, he became a caricature of himself. Right, he did. That was a problem. But outside of that, there was some good stuff out of, out of Boomer. And I, I love to see him when he still shows up. And he does a sports center, seems like, once a year. Right. And I enjoy it turn every clock, single turn time. Turn the clock back type of thing. Right. You know, um, prime time, him and Tom Jackson – it's funny as they, I mean, it was such a, it was appointment TV jacked up, was where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And remember when the league and the concussions thing started yes. to take a hold and all of a sudden jack, jacked up became, you know, a memory? Uh, that's not going to happen again. Yeah, that's a pretty good list you've got. Van Pelt now, he's the only one that's on TV now, right, that we think about? And John Anderson, and he's yeah. probably at the bottom of that list mm-hmm. for me. Butchagrass? Get... Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Like Butchagrass, he's pretty good. And. Kevin Nagandi, it seems like he yeah, always does a good he's job. Done, he's been there a while. The personality is just different. It's, it, it is. It's not stand-up comedy anymore. Right. So did you like Olbermann and Patrick better than Kilborn and Patrick? No, because Kilborn was still my favorite. Right. Kilborn was my all-time number one. Yeah. The combination of Patrick and Olbermann together was my top team. Mm-hmm. My top individually, though, is Kilborn and just his wry, dry sense of humor. Oh, yeah. Do you, so, do you so know good. there was a sports center anchor that... Um, that I thought made a huge mistake, and he st- and, and well, I thought that the Big Ten Network was going to be a disaster, and it's never going to fly. No, Dave Revson. Dave Revson. Yeah, same thing with Rich Eisen. Same thing with Rich Eisen. NFL yeah, great Network. Point. How are you going to talk yes. NFL three sixty five? Excellent point. Excellent point. Yeah, pretty easy. Yeah, no, that's an excellent point on on Rich Eisen. As we so. get uh, John Shipley lined up here. Charlie Steiner, here's a few more for you. As part of the prenuptial agreement, Tanya gets to keep the pickup truck. Michael keeps the tool chest. Says Michael Smith, <laughs> quote, <laughs> I don't like... <laughs> he gets the tool chest. You have just seen the star witness and plaintiff in a $25 million civil suit. <laughs> Wood was in a Scottsdale, Arizona courtroom paying a $90 fine. After pleading, oh boy, after pleading guilty to public urination, Mish Blood Green went shopping for a suit or some other piece of haberdashery. Oh no! The perpetrator is alleged to have told the policeman, I can't stop now, I have to finish. Well, the fighters use mouth guards or put their teeth in a glass at night before they go to bed. It is the first time in recent memory that Gary Wood made a relief appearance. (laughs) 
Him and Bob Lee <laughs> just laughing laugh. away. Oh, my God. That's outstanding. All right. Let's go north, shall we? John Shipley uh, from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. A lot of ground to cover with you. John, uh, how are you? Good to speak with you. How's things? Uh, pretty well. How about you? Doing well and excited to watch uh, more Minnesota Wild Hockey as they extend that series. Uh, I didn't think that they would. I thought that, um, you know, when the Felino goal was disallowed, when was that, two games ago? Um, yeah, it was the uh, act of the, the goalie interference. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, I th- I guess by the by the way the rule is written, it was right. I didn't like the call at the time. I thought, man, they're not going to overcome that, but they did. And then, of all places, to go to Minnesota, or to go to Las Vegas last night, rather, and, and get outshot the way that they did, and they're still alive somehow, so they've got a chance. Yeah, it's amazing. I've never, you know, they, there's momentum shifts in hockey every game, but I've never have seen a team go from – 60 to zero so quickly as the wild have last night. And then in game three, uh, they just, that second period last night was just horrible, but they did hold them to one penalty of power play goal, which it was just, I mean, Talbot had a lot to do with that, Sure, but, uh, it was pretty amazing. They were just completely getting outplayed late. They were lazy passes. They were getting tired. Um, and they just, they just hung it, hung it, hung with it. Hung in there. They've had a couple of these where they've been outplayed for long stretches, yet to have themselves an opportunity. And now they come back home for Game Six. What's the environment going to be like? How many people are going to be in the Excel Center? What do you anticipate there? And a little bit of buzz for this team. It just feels like though Vegas is ultra talented. They got a chance. They do. I mean, they. This is a team that going into the series, the Wild were eleven, two, and three against them all time. Mm. Um, and they were five, one, and two against them this year. So they they know they can beat this team. They're not worried about it. Um, they should have about forty five hundred. I think that's the limit right now at the X. Um, and you know, for the last couple games, it's forty five hundred. But I tell you, after the last year, it seems like yeah. it's full. <laughs> right. You know, it's loud, and and, there, and there's actually crowds reacting to what happens on the ice. So it it really does seem. It's a big difference, and I think it makes a difference. And I think it made a difference last night when they quieted them early. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the difference, the different, you know, I, I think a lot of people have been talking about, or certainly I have, about how Kaprizov, Kaprizov is a difference maker and they finally got some scores. Mm-hmm. And that is the difference. I mean, Kaprizov scored last night. Um, they didn't have guys that could score like that before. They, they, they were all scoring like those Parisi goals. Right, and so you you kind of get the sense that every time they get the if they can keep possession over the blue line, they got a shot. Um, and I, so I think people are kind of maybe starting to feel that. I, you know, they're pretty up here. They're pretty skeptical because they've been so lousy in the first round. But they haven't won a game like this in you know since 2015. So I, I think there's some excitement. Yeah, as well as there should be. I mean, if this thing gets back to Vegas, all the pressure, I think, is on the Golden Knights. We'll see how they yeah. uh, get past it. You know, Zach Parisi's back in the lineup. I get it. He's made millions of dollars playing a game. Um, I was disappointed the way it looked like it was going to end for him. I think he means uh, more for him to be a, a healthy scratch in the press box. I get they want to go with their young guys. But, man, the last two games that he's been in the lineup, I, I don't get why he's not a part of this everyday um Everyday lineup. I mean, he looks like he clearly belongs. He got in. He scored again last night. Not the prettiest, but they all count. Um, are, were you surprised that Parise seemingly wasn't going to and wouldn't have got the opportunity had there not 
been an injury. Yes, especially because Johansson was terrible in the games he played. And Bukestad is a big body, but I don't know how much he gives you scoring-wise. You know, Parisi, he knows how to score. He's their all-time leading playoff scorer, you know, and, and that this is a team that hasn't gone to the playoffs that much. And uh, he he just knows, like that shot last night, he just knows how to score. He knows mm-hmm. their stupid ways to score goals, and he does it. And he's come in and played two goals, two games and scored a goal. That line looks a lot better, too, with him on it. I don't know what was going on there. You know, we don't have access to these guys. We haven't in over a year. Um, I, I, my, I just wonder if they were trying to kind of convince him that he needs to okay a trade because he has a no-trade clause. And with the uh, expansion draft coming up, he would be a, a target to trade, you know, in kind of some sort of gentleman's agreement that, you know, you're not going to take, you know, I don't know, Matt Dumber or whoever. Right, we'll let you have Alex talk. <laughs> exactly, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that guy's good. Um, but you understood it at the time. Um, right. never know. I, yep, I thought Charlie true. Coyle would be that good, too. Yeah. Um, but, boy, yeah, he's he's really good. He reminds me of uh, like Corey Perry and mm-hmm. gets laugh a little bit, those you know, those kind of, you know, they're really, he's like a prototypical modern NHL player. Power forward. Um, yeah. yeah, power forward, exactly. Um, so that, so I wonder if they were just trying to kind of, you know, tell tell Zach that it's over and that he, if he wants to play, he should probably okay a no trade close. That's the only, and he's been very, very uh, hesitant to, to say much during the playoffs, which is understandable and professional. So it, something's going on there. 8 o'clock puck drop tomorrow night at the XL Center. Game 6 as the Wild look to try to force a Game 7. Let's jump to the Twins as, well, the win yesterday. They're no longer the worst team in the American League. Got a yeah. game lead up on the Orioles. It has been basically a season from hell, from Colomay being a disaster in the bullpen, the extra inning ineptitude that finally ended a couple of games back. They're deep in a hole here. There's still talent on this team, but it's banged-up talent. Is there any hope, or is it just grasping at straws here? Don't want to basically wish the summer away and just say, hey, wait for the Viking season to come around. Any hope at all for the Twins in your mind? If they get healthy, um, they can make it interesting, I think, at the end. You know, they've been playing without Buxton for a long time. They start, You know, Kirilov clearly belongs on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larnick is, is probably certainly better than Jake Cave. Um, the, the pitching... You know, the you really it's funny you look at it. It's really just you know the bullpen's been terrible, but the starting pitching hasn't been great. Uh, my and my eight is hurt now, yeah. so they have a lot. I think the lineup, if it gets healthy, is a good lineup. This this team shouldn't be in last place if you look at it that way. But what I what I was missing with this team is is you know you watch them and you're like they're just not playing winning baseball. They don't make the extra play that the winning team makes. And like last night they did, they did the relay from uh, Kirilov to Nick Gordon uh, to, to get the guy at the plate. Um, you know, the other night, well, the other day I was at one of the games and they had a chance to, to cut the lead runner off at third with a play. It would have been a hard play, but a special play. And that guy ended up scoring the go ahead run and they just didn't even try. And to me, a good team that's feeling good about itself and confident just goes ahead and makes that play. And so that's what I want to see more of. That's what's going to take for any team really to win a division. And if they can kind of start doing that, Buxton certainly would help that in the outfield. I like an outfield with Buxton, Kirilov, and and Kepler a lot. 
So uh, I think, you know, the defensively in the lineup, it's very good. It's just the pitching. You just don't know. You know, can Dobnak come in and really be great? I don't think he's that kind of guy. I think he's a fourth, fifth uh, starter, which is fine. Uh, You know, Barrios Barrios has to be an ace, and and Pineda has to stay healthy. Well, there's a chance. uh, Tommy Birch from the Des Moines Register, who covers the Iowa Cubs, says, uh, and the St. Paul team is in town, that uh, Byron Buxton might be in Des Moines at at some point in the next few days. That's what they're saying. It's, you know, everyone here is going to be upset that it wasn't in St. Paul. Right. Um, It probably would be better for him, though, if it were in Des Moines. Um, But they they need him. It's funny, you know, he, he always, people were always saying that, when St. Paul came and said, well, Buxton will be here at some point. And because he's just, he's just always gets hurt. He's like a Swiss watch or something, you know, like if something goes wrong, he doesn't function. Gabrick was kind of like that way too. I remember Um, Gabrick. Yep. Yep. Indeed. Uh, John Shipley from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. A few more minutes, John. We appreciate you coming on. We have not spoken with you since the uh, NFL released their schedule. The Vikings have back-to-back roadies to begin. Boy, you take a look at this schedule, and uh, through the first few weeks anyways, there's a chance for this Vikings team. Cincinnati at Arizona, Seattle's tough, so will Cleveland be, but you get them at U.S. Bank. Uh, I I like the way the schedule uh, falls for the Vikings, at least early in the season. Your thoughts? Um, I don't, boy, I just don't, I don't see much happening with this team. I think they have so much to to do. I think the defense, will, you know, they're going to get, um, what's his face back who didn't play last year, the tackle. And then right, from Baltimore. Tackle. Yep. Yeah, then they signed another tackle. So that's really good. Uh, they'll get Barr back. Pierce, right? Uh, Pierce? Pierce, thank yeah. you, yes. Yeah. Uh, they're still cornerback, I don't know, you know, Gadney, if he's, he, Coming back, I don't, I don't know what's going on with him. He got arrested, yeah. in trouble. Um, to me, the cornerbacks were the the Achilles heel of that team. It was pretty obvious last year. It didn't matter, you know. If you have bad quarterbacks in the NFL, you're in big, big trouble. Um, and then the offensive line, they really haven't done much. So I, boy, I just don't, you know. Yeah, they, maybe they're an eight, a five hundred team. Maybe they win some games, but I, it just doesn't feel like it from here right now. And you know, maybe it'll change when training camp, training camp starts, but. And Rodgers gets here. traded. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, unless it, well, if he gets traded here, right? That would help. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, he's got to take a year off before he makes his way to Minnesota, right? Like far. Exactly. Exactly. But I, I don't. So I don't know. I I don't know how much excitement there is here. It'll you know when it divide everyone. They're the number one team here, so people will get excited. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't see it. I don't see them being good, and it would be interesting if they were. Obviously, but I don't know, man. They were bad last year, and they haven't really done that much. John, you just led me to a, to a question here. The number one team of the Vikings. It's um, how, how would you rank the four of them? Right, it's the state of hockey. There's the Twins who have a couple of world championships. There's the T Wolves who really haven't done much. Uh, I would class they're clearly number four in the pecking order. But where do two and three fall? Oh, the Twins are second, Okay, I would say. Um, and then, the, you know, hockey is still kind of a – I know this – everyone loves hockey here, but it's still – there are people in Minnesota who don't, especially transplant. They don't pay any attention to hockey. And then hockey is a weird sport here too because – and I've covered all the levels. You have high school hockey fans who really only like high school hockey, and then you have mm-hmm. college hockey fans, older guys, who really only watch the Gophers. But I would say this. I'd say it's the Vikings – and then I think the Gophers are 
are above the wild and the timber wolves. Interesting. If you take them as a whole, it, yeah. they, they're just, I've never been, and I lived in Iowa for, you know, 12 yeah. years. I've never been in a state where the the home university captures the attention of people like it does. Maybe it does in Alabama, of course, but up here, it, you know, it's, they're huge and people love to complain about them. <laughs> and when they get good, they get on the bandwagon and, um, uh, they're, I would say, you know, I know they're not the protein, but in terms of hearts and minds, I would say they're up there near the twins. Uh, John Shipley, St. Paul Pioneer Press. John, thank you for doing this. Uh, fingers crossed the Wild uh, get the game tomorrow night. Now, will they come right back the next night? ESPN says their hockey schedule has them playing in Minnesota, and should Game 7 be necessary, they'll play it the very next night in Las Vegas. That's That doesn't it's seem happened, right, is it? It's happened, before, it's happened before. It happened when they, you know, when they that series with uh, Vancouver and Colorado, I think that happened a couple times, just yeah. back-to-backs, which is rough. But um, it might. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't care when they play as long as it's at 7. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Late night for you last night. Good thing you didn't get overtime. Ken's uh, a Canadian from Winnipeg, so my Jets were okay. That was a real late one last night, but well worth it. Yeah, right? but yeah, four nothing. You can't can't beat that. Indeed, John. Thanks for what you do for us. We'll talk to you in a few weeks. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks. Good Bye. to talk to you. John Shipley, St. Paul Pioneer Press. We owe the audience a keyword. Time to hit another $1,000 home run. Go to KXNO.com. Once you get there, the pop-up box will appear. And when it does, enter deposit. Deposit at KXNO.com. And I got a beauty of a home run call here. Fire away. Here's a blast of center field. <laughs> Larnick. Jumps on the first pitch to tie the game. Future Hall of Famer Trevor Larnick with his <laughs> solo home run into the 360 Delta Skybox in straightaway center field. Sound like there's a microphone in the catcher's mask. Boy, that was uh, that audio was terrific. We will come back. Uh, we were just north of us in the Twin Cities. Let's head south to Kansas City with our friend Blair Kirkhoff, Kansas City star. Miller and Condon with you. Again, the keyword is deposit at KXNO.com, 1460 KXNO, 106.0 Sports. Building a better community doesn't happen overnight. It takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. It takes a team, and it takes time. That's why for 75 years, we at NCMIC have been here working for you and with you. But this anniversary, we're not just looking back. We're focusing on the future, on building Iowa, on the better days ahead, and on how together we can all start taking the path forward. P.com. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live local. You can see it, picture it, the building you've always wanted, an expansion of your existing business, a new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why at Graphite GR. 
Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Welcome back, 1460 KX and 106.3 on the FM dial. As we take you up until noon, let's head right to Kansas City, shall we? Our friend Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star, he joins us. We'll do some Royals, we'll do some Chiefs, maybe some Big 12, a little Mizzou if we have time. How are you, Blair Kirkhoff? Good to speak with you. Yeah, good talking to you guys, too. Uh, doing well, hope you all or two. Absolutely. Well, I remember a time not too long ago where the Royals had the best record in baseball, and then May happened, or at least the beginning part of May, Blair, when they... I mean, it's hard to lose 11 games in a row, right? In Major League Baseball, the Royals somehow pulled it off. I think maybe they've pulled out of that tailspin. It was good to, for them to beat the Brewers, who I think are a, a decent team. So, but, but let's go back to the streak itself. What was behind it, Blair? What was different from April until the first part of May? Yeah, so the the first thing to realize is when when they left April with the best record in baseball, they were sixteen and nine, and you know the the Rays hadn't heated up yet, the Red Sox hadn't, the Dodgers, nobody nobody else had really heated up, and the Royals were taking advantage probably of a friendly friend, early friendly schedule, and uh, but this was not a team that uh, anybody ever thought was the best in baseball. Conversely. You would think after a start like that, it would build confidence in the clubhouse and around the organization, but uh, but it did not. And to lose 11 straight really put a strain on on everybody. And it was it was all parts too. I mean they they um, they were getting great bullpen uh, uh, bullpen uh, results in April and, and in May. Uh, the Indians. Uh, you know, overcame a deficit and and, and beat them late. Uh, the Royals went into that game with. You know, major league leading 60 straight games of uh, victories after leading after uh, uh, seven innings, and then the Indians uh, wiped that out. Uh, they were, the starting pitching was they, the starters weren't getting enough innings, so the pressure on the bullpen. You know, hitters swinging at pitches out of the zone, not much plate discipline. Everything that that could go wrong did, and and even to this day, players like Jorge Soler haven't heated up. Hunter Dozier, who's on a rehab assignment, hasn't heated up. So they're they're still just one game under 500 without a couple of the bigger bats producing for them. Um, but it, but it's uh, but you're right, uh, Ken. They they've won six out of nine and they they've, they've shaken off the the losing streak. But it's it's really hard to figure out what this team is and what their what their upside is this season. Bobby Wood Jr., their top Oof. prospect. He is ton of buzz there. Still just 20 years old. What's the kind of game plan going forward with him and when we're going to see him? Beginning of the year with that great start, well, you can afford to hold now as you fight for 500 a little bit different. What do you anticipate we're going to see him out there full time? Yeah, he's in uh, he's in uh, in AA Northwest Arkansas and or maybe he's in I believe he's in AA. Yeah, he yeah because yeah. he hit a 450 foot home run the other night outside out of the ballpark at, at Northwest <laughs> Arkansas. I I think we'll see him after the All Star break. I, I just do. Um, it, it, it a little bit depends on the direction that the Royals take. If they're in contention at at the All Star break, if they're within a you know a, a near shot of the wild card, and 
Um, and I don't think anybody's going to end up catching the White Sox in the in, in the AL Central. But if they're in wild card contention, and and he's still killing it in Double in, in, in A, or if they've moved him up to Triple A Omaha, I think we'll see Bobby Wood Jr. in the second half of the season. Um, of you know, of more immediate uh, interest to Royals fans is Alberto Mondesi. Mm-hmm. Is you know, hasn't played a game for the Royals this year. He's a guy who. You know, when he's on, is as good as any any player in the game. His, his defense at shortstop is is magnificent, and uh, as he proved in the last three weeks of last season, he could carry a team with his bat. And didn't break with the team out of out of spring training because he suffered a um, you know an, an injury and has been rehabbing now. I think he's going to be up actually this week. I think he'll be with the Royals this week. Maybe uh, this Tampa Bay series that the Royals are starting. So, look, I, I think that. Um, this is a Royals team that that uh, fans can think it can can kind of tread water and you know not not beat the uh, the, the the Rays, the Yankees, the Red Sox um, on a you know, they're not going to win series from those, but they can win from the teams that are like them or below them, and I think that could keep this team around 500. And listen, if you're 500 and baseball goes back to the extended playoff bracket, then you're you're mm-hmm. in contention and. Um, and that's all, all Royals fans want. Uh, all they ever want is meaningful baseball in September. It just doesn't happen often enough around here. Yeah, I think Mondesi and Dozier were both here in Des Moines this weekend as Omaha was yeah. uh, in town for the weekend. Let's go to the Chiefs, Blair. OTAs are, are underway. Um, you know, obviously one of the big, big uh, fixes was going to be the offensive line after what we saw in the Super Bowl. Boy, have they done a terrific job, at least from where I sit. Uh, yep, Duvernay Tardif comes back from Montreal. He's, no, he's going to give up being a doctor for a while, but they'd signed Kyle Long. Obviously, the trade for Orlando Brown seemed to make sense. Lucas Niang, who opted out last year, he'll finally play. Uh, they've done, I think, a masterful job, Blair, of, of giving protection to the franchise. What's the thought down there? Have they done enough? Uh, and um, do, 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 are the Chiefs finished uh, Or if they haven't? Yeah, it's a great point. And Joe Tooney, I would add him to the list as well. The guard, absolutely, yes. But- the uh, the free agent signing yep. and so the um, it's really it, to me it's really interesting. Uh, you go back a couple years ago when the when the uh, Chiefs lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game because they absolutely couldn't stop Tom Brady and Julian Edelman and, and that Patriots offense. So right after the season, they blew up the defense. They fired Bob Sutton, the defense coordinator. They got rid of people like Justin Houston and Eric Berry and D Ford and um, Alan Bailey. Just some of their stalwarts on defense, they blew up the defense. So fast forward a couple years, they get to the Super Bowl for the second straight year, and the offensive line is a disaster. It is a, uh, it was horrible. It was the worst game played by an offensive line in the NFL last year. The Chiefs blew it up. They totally blew it up. And they're starting over, but they're starting over with some good pieces, with Orlando Brown, with Tooney. They're high on Lucas Niang, who, uh, who we saw in the Big 12 at TCU, um, uh, and Kyle Long and they're in LDT, Long Juvenile Tardif back, and uh, they signed Austin Blythe from from the Rams to, for, as a center. There are you know guys that were uh, that'll be returning that were on the team last year that served as depth on the offensive line that won't be back this year. I mean they'll be in you know they'll, they'll be in OTAs and and get to training camp, but the, the Chiefs' offensive line has been upgraded to a point where. Guys who were on the roster a year ago who played and even started for them won't be with the team in in 2021, and it is all about 
protecting Patrick Mahomes and giving him enough time and letting him do the things that we know he can do. So I, I really salute the Chiefs and General Manager Brett Beach for identifying, which we all did, uh, the the issue, and then you know not patchworking it, but but doing what they did, reconstructing it, and um, and meanwhile not and not at the expense of the rest of the roster. They they did lose Sammy Watkins at wide receiver. They're you know they're they're down a player or two, but but nothing that's going to impact them as they um, as, as they pursue a third straight AFC championship. I, they're, 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 they are there's a reason they are the, the odds on favorite mm-hmm. to, to get back to the Super Bowl from the AFC. Well, as we approach summer, that means it's time for college sports rumors and a new commissioner in the Pac-12. George Klaipkoff takes over business background. What does that mean? Well, a lot of expansion talk. And where do you raid? the smallest of the power conferences, the Big 12. Are you hearing anything at all as it pertains to a possibility? There's been talks of merger, talks of changes. It nearly happened a decade ago. Anything at all to the rumors? Or is it just a summer and we're looking for something to talk about in the college world? Pretty much, Trent. I mean, yeah. uh, there was, you're right. As soon as, the, as soon as the story broke of the new Pac-12 commissioner, somebody, and I don't know where it came from, put out a story about expansion and Pac-12 as, as an agenda item for for the new commissioner, and it was not based in any, you know, anything factual. If you if you looked at any um, any reporters that, uh, that from either from legacy media or people that are really really plugged into the Big 12 and the Pac-12, um, they said there was nothing to it. I, I I talked to Bob Bowlesby about it. He said there was nothing to it. So no, that doesn't mean that the Big 12 can't can't or shouldn't keep its guard up or keep its options open and um, and, and and never never uh, be unprepared the way it seemed to be uh, you know a decade or so a dozen years ago and I, and I don't think that's the case you know something to keep in mind is after the tw- I think it's the 24-25 school mm-hmm. year that's the that's the final year of the current Big 12 contract TV contracts with with ESPN and and Fox Sports and that's the now that's the glue that holds this league together. That's what saved the league a dozen years ago when they when they signed the the big deals with the, with the TV networks. Nobody knows how sports is going to be presented uh, from year to year, but especially a few years down the road, and how how much streaming is involved. Of course, the Big Twelve has already down started down that road of streaming, and and what kind of rights fees are going to be paid for you know for, for product. An inventory in, in a few years, so that's that's always a story to keep an eye on. And, and is the Pac-12 in a better position than the Big 12 in that regard? I don't know. I, they have their own network, but it's been something. It's been mostly a failure in in that uh, part of the that footprint where it's not on enough uh, cable services there. So those are the things to keep an eye on. I I, I just don't see where um, uh, where it makes sense for an Oklahoma or a Kansas to be. To, to join the Pac-12 when the money in the Big 12 from network television is just as good, if not better, than uh, than it is in the Pac-12. Good stuff. And hoping it stays that way. I love the home-and-home the home and basketball season. Um, yeah. yeah. That was that was a a weekend. We left we left work on Friday thinking the uh, the league over, the conference over the weekend was going to implode. When we came back to work on Monday, everything had changed. Oh. It, was, it was just remarkable. Blair Kirkhoff, Kansas City Star. Blair, great stuff. Thank you for uh, coming on. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you down the road. Thank you, Blair. Great talking to you guys. Good talking to you. Blair Kirkhoff, Kansas City Star. As we take a look at uh, uh, the Royals, the Chiefs, 
in the Big 12. We'll come back. Trent's play of the day. Come, How'd you do yesterday? Oh, we did three games. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got probably in 3-0. and oh. Really? Yes. You really were 3-0. and oh. Baseball. Bang. Hockey. Yeah. Bang. Jeez. Yeah. Good for you. You know, in this contest, I mean, I've not hit a game. Oh, no. <laughs> not hit one. So what do you do here? Do you, you can bet futures. I've already, I'm down already. On the futures, that's you good. Are. That's my saving grace. What do you have? Tampa Bay, Tampa. What'd you get? Plus six fifty. Is that what it was? Uh, I think I got them at seven fifty. Seven fifty. Right. Uh, yeah, I can't. I, I'm trying to get parlays. Yeah, so I'm playing with somebody else's money. It's not mine. Right? Do those round robins. Maybe I will. Maybe that'll be the key to it. Well, Trent's got the key to sports betting tonight. We'll see what he's going to unlock. Now. On fire. He is. 1460 KXNO 106. Wolf Roofing has learned a few things over the years. We understand that no one wants their home improvement project to drag on. So at Wolf Roofing, we plan for your project well before we set foot on site. As a result, most projects are done in one day. We also know quality is important in the big things like a proper installation and in the details like cleaning up well and using magnets to find stray nails. Find us on the web at wolfroofing.net or give us a call, 225-8. It's playoff time. Big stakes, bigger promotions. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $5 into 200 That's 40 to 1 odds on any basketball game. All you have to do is pick any team that is still in the hunt for the trophy, and if that team wins, you'll receive $200 in free credits. That's right, pick any team that is still in contention, bet 5 bucks. if that team wins, boom. Bang! $200 in free credits. All it takes to claim these 40 to 1 odds on a basketball team of your choosing is to place a $5 bet on that team and for that team to win. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO when you sign up to turn $5 into $200 in free credits. That's promo code KXNO for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or Older Iowa only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 right, final couple of minutes on a Tuesday. Murph and Andy in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics at 3 Cyclone Insider tonight at 6. Play of the daytime for Trent Condon. Where's, where are you going? NBA, NHL, MLB? NBA, I don't see anything, at least as it pertains to gameplay. I okay. will be doing a little deeper dive for our Bet Rivers contest later today. Probably find a player proper two that I'll play with. I'm up to 335 bucks though, in my account. I asked yesterday, because I did a little thing with the folks at Wild Rose. Mm-hmm. They believe you're in first place oh, in your contest. Playing well yep. and uh, finding a way to build that one up. So feeling good. Maybe get that first trophy of my career with our fine friends at Bet Rivers and uh, be able to match. He said there's a possibility maybe something big happening for the champs at the uh, end of the conclusion yeah, of the year. Absolutely. Looking forward, hopefully, to be a, a part but of But you that. have to have a win right. to participate in the champion's dinner. So NBA, probably just going to be props. Okay. NHL, nothing that I loved. Like Carolina, but minus 200. That is a hefty price mm-hmm. there. Two baseball games. Okay, Taking Flaherty and the Cardinals. You get them at plus money. I was surprised. Yeah. I know it's in Chicago against the White Sox. Really like that one. And secondly... Get the Dodgers. Basically, even money tonight. They're minus 112. And where are they? Houston against Granky. I'll take Kershaw. I'll take the way the Dodgers oh, are playing more important. That's a good pitching matchup. So, 
two baseball games here tonight. All right, L.A. Uh, being one of them. We shall see. We'll grade your paper tomorrow morning. Uh, again, Murph and Andy at, uh, at uh, 1 o'clock. The Fanatics at 3. Cyclone Insider tonight at 6. Tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Another day begins. Local programming with the Morning Rush. We're Miller and Condon, 10 to noon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3.